Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, welcome to the program. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing fine, doing fine. We're going to follow up, as we always do, on what's going on in the world, in particular with the COVID uh, mendacity, you know, the mess that is involved there. So we'll be talking about that. But yesterday we had a show talking about, well, you know, a few breakthroughs, of course, we're, uh, of course, we're ruling favorably. And we have a little bit of that. But we also have what we suspect it could happen, uh, you know, the buckling down of the opposition. They're not going to give up and walk away. I've always argued that case. They're going to do everything, no matter how badly they do. They're going to come up with it. And if if they I think they need uh, more than just lying and innuendos, uh, they're going to use force. But right now, our job is just to try to keep the discussion going on where we think the problems are. And uh, now that we have the Omicron uh, virus, that's a big thing. And uh, it's a big thing for an excuse is the way I see it. It's an excuse for continuing this monstrosity. It's not an excuse to get frightened like they frighten a lot of people. The markets are shaky. One thing is, is the markets are confused too because sometimes, some days they go sky high and the next day they go right down again. But uh, it's the people trying to scare everybody. That's a problem. So uh, right now, uh, we have uh, noticed that uh, it hasn't slowed the president down any at all on more regulations on the, on, the, on the American people. And the one thing he's doing now is working on traveling. And, you know, it's been, uh, I've sort of, uh, you know, blame myself a little bit for ever dealing with the TSA. The only way I dealt with them was I tried to prevent them from coming into existence. But uh, I put up with them when I was going back and forth to Washington, and that's sort of giving them an inch. And a lot of people are doing that now, and uh, they it will it will continue. But right now, though, uh, they want to expand it. You know, you think it's because they're losing some of these cases they'd back off or and and not be so bold. But uh, now they're laying down more travel, uh, you know, restrictions. So the TSA and probably OSHA and everybody else they, they can think of, the FBI and uh, whomever. So this is, um, this is going to continue. So today, Daniel, I want to talk a little bit about these travel restrictions. Uh, do, you th do you think there's going to be a chance that they'll give up on this or shall we all be better prepared? Already, my preparation has been, I'm, I'm boycotting, I'm on strike. I do not fly commercial airlines. So I like to go places. I like to speak, go to speaking engagement, but I'm going to have to get there a different way because that's where I drew my red line. It's Daniel. Yeah, and it's uh, apparently, and this is a Washington Post article that's been uh, cross-reported uh, by other organizations, that the administration is planning on Thursday, which is tomorrow, to unveil new travel restrictions on Americans and foreigners. Uh, so even Americans, if you're overseas, uh, they're expected to demand and force you to take a COVID test regardless of your vaccination status. That's interesting. They make no distinction between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated in these requirements to take a COVID test before coming to the United States. And it's a strange sort of admission in a way, if you think about it, that these shots must not be all that good if you've got to be treated the same way as an unvaxxed person. But here's the really controversial part, Dr. Paul. They are reportedly also debating uh, requiring anyone 
to comes to the U.S. from overseas, foreigners and Americans to quarantine for seven days upon arrival. And this is this would be some of the most draconian measures uh, certainly ever, ever attempted in the U.S. And it almost reminds you of something out of Australia. What are they going to do? Are they going to deploy millions of soldiers, uh, making sure that as soon as you get to the U.S., you have to self-quarantine? The whole thing is so unbelievably unworkable and completely and totally insane. If, it, if this administration itself wasn't so insane, uh, we'd be laughing at it. But as you pointed out, Dr. Paul, in your opening uh, segment, the more they lose in the courts, and we'll talk about this in our second uh, segment in, on, on the program today, the more they lose in the courts, the more they seem to be doubling down elsewhere with the new excuse that the Omicron variant is so dangerous and deadly, when in fact nothing is known about it. And as we reported yesterday, some experts believe it actually might kill COVID because it has so many mutations uh, that it's so transmissible, but also not, uh, at least what the Africans are reporting, South Africans, it's not very deadly. In fact, it's like a minor cold. So they're doubling down, Dr. Paul, and this idea of turning the U.S., of bringing internment camps in for travelers, well, that's going to do wonders for the travel industry, isn't it? Right, that's for sure. You know, they're, they're back to their old tricks. They haven't learned anything because they're doing the same thing. The, the questions that we raised and a lot of other people raised at the very beginning was the reliability of the test. And uh, I still don't believe the tests are reliable. You know, you can't get accurate information. And there's a lot of different tests. I think when they're doing these millions and millions of tests, I don't think there's any record kept. Which test are they talking about? How many were doing that? What, who, who kept the records of these? And so now they're depending on it. Three days before he travel, they're, they're going to do another test. And it's going to be dependent on. And then they want to go, well, this will be the test to make the decision on whether somebody should be quarantined. So they're back to testing, which is unreliable. Then they're back to quarantine, which is not reliable. And uh, pretty soon uh, it's, a, it's a form of uh, a special uh, restrictions letting the people go. But this is, uh, th this is a real setback. So I hope uh, our friends in the courts that have been helpful so far, I hope they continue. So, uh, but right now, those in, in charge, and sometimes I think some people who are supposed to be in charge, and they might have a public position that they are in charge, they might not really be in charge, you know, who, who's really pulling the strings. And uh, sometimes there's a lot of people who question the fact of whether or not uh, the president is really up to speed on all this. But nevertheless, in his name, these regulations are pushed back and it's restrictions. And, you know, it just was because they violate a basic rule of liberty. And that is in a free society, interaction between individuals socially and economically should be done voluntarily by both sides. What a simple little test that would have solved a lot of problems in this monstrosity that we've been dealing with for the past two years. If there's anything that we know now, Dr. Paul, it's how uh, unhinged so-called public health experts are uh, and how incapable they are of seeing the bigger picture. We talked a little bit about Scott Atlas yesterday in his new book, uh, and hopefully we'll get him on the show. Uh, but uh, he pointed out in the book, at least from the review that Jeffrey Tucker wrote, that when, when Atlas was in the room in these White House coronavirus uh, uh, briefings, he said not a single other so-called experts said a single thing when they talked about the most extreme measures like lockdowns, et cetera. So you don't have any pushback from these people. 
because they don't live in the real world. And here's an example from the Washington Post article that we just referenced. Celine Gounder, she's a Biden COVID advisor. And here's what she said in the article. If it were up to me, you should be fully vaccinated and should also be testing 24 hours prior to flight. She wants an absolute vax mandate and testing mandate before anyone flies on any plane. And that just shows how extreme it is. But it also, again, from what I said in the beginning, Dr. Paul, it's also kind of a strange admission that the vaccines aren't very good. I mean, I think even the average person would realize, oh, hang on, why should you have to be uh, tested if you've been vaccinated? Uh, what are you suggesting here? So <laughs> there's so many contradictions in what they're saying, but the only thing they do know how to do, Dr. Paul, is to clamp tighter with that iron fist. You know, we have to continue to show our concern about the uh, uh, imperfections and what they're talking about is what science, you know, if, they, if we say something they disagree with, we're unscientific and we have to obey the science, the mandates. But the, the, real, the real problem I see it, or the, one of the most major, and that is the authoritarianism. They, they dictate, they, they have the answers and you're not even allowed to discuss it. That's where, that's where our real problem is. But uh, this, this is a, this is an, a, a sad affair if they're going to continue to do with. So let's hope, you know, that more and more cases will come about. And I think in a minute now, Daniel, I want to talk a little bit about these few successes that I have continued. Yeah, they have, Dr. Paul. And there's another one, and our, our colleague Adam Dick wrote about it yesterday as well in Kentucky. We've talked about, okay, we know that the Fifth Circuit has completely wiped out the 100 employee plus mandate. Um, Yesterday, we talked a little bit about these 10 states uh, who sued the federal government over the mandate that health workers with Medicaid and Medicare must be vaccinated. Not only uh, right after those 10 states were victorious, uh, another judge, federal judge in Louisiana, enjoined it to the entire country. So the entire country now, uh, the uh, mandate for these uh, health workers has been overturned. And now what we saw late in the day yesterday is a, uh, is a federal judge in Kentucky who overturned uh, the requirement of the administration that anyone who contracts with the federal government must be vaccinated. So these are serious, serious body blows. Uh, it's really almost a death by a thousand cuts. And you know, if you, I've read some of these, uh, these rulings and they're very, very tight and very, very specific on why the president has completely overreached his authority. Right. I'm, I want to read the names of the uh, states that first filed that suit that they got expanded to include the whole nation because it just happens that they're red states. They are run by Republican governors. And it challenges my uh, assumption and my position is that one of the major problems we have in Washington is that there's really no contest that the parties are so much alike. And somebody could use this against me and say, what do you mean? Look, you just said there are 10 states, there are Republicans, they, they filed it. And I do think there, you have to say there, there are differences. I still maintain though, when it comes to the Federal Reserve and foreign policy deficits, you know, they're very much on the same page. But I wanna read the names of the state because this has probably the political significance, uh, you know, for, for next year, which is the thing that's occupying a lot of people's mind right now. But the states that brought the uh, attorney general's 
uh, their attorney generals brought these cases to court. Louisiana, Montana, Arizona, Alabama, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Utah, and West Virginia. They're all Republicans. So I think there is a difference. So at the same time, I will maintain my position we have to be alert that uh, you're not going to change foreign policy or deficit financing, the welfare state, uh, attack on civil liberties if you think if you think the Republicans are going to solve our problem. But when the Republicans do get together and try to put the brakes on it, I mean, we have to recognize this uh, just who uh, is doing the, the most harm to us at the present time. Yes. And, you know, we've talked a lot about some victories we've had in the courts and they've been surprising and uplifting. We're not seeing a lot of activity uh, uh, in Congress, though. We're not seeing a lot of leadership against these Biden mandates. Of course, they're too busy playing footsie with each other. And there are a few standouts like Thomas Massey, of course, and Senator Paul. But overall, the Republicans seem to be asleep. Uh, they could be leading a lot more. But I wanted to read a little passage here, Dr. Paul, because it's, 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 it's a little bit long, but I think it's really fascinating. This is Judge Shelp, and he's the one who ruled on the Medicare and Medicaid uh, overturning the requirements. And this is an interesting, listen to this rationale. Uh, he said, in general, the overwhelming lack of evidence likely shows CMS, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, it's in the suit, had insufficient evidence to mandate vaccination on the wide range of facilities that it did. Looking even beyond the evidence deficiencies related to the specific facilities covered, the lack of data require regarding vaccination status and transmissibility in general is concerning. Again, lack of data regarding vaccination status and transmissibility. And then he goes on to say, indeed, CMS states that, quote, the effectiveness of the vaccines to prevent disease transmission by those vaccinated is not currently known, quote, unquote. That's from the, the CMS itself said CMS also admits that the continued efficacy of the vaccine is uncertain. The judge's ruling continues, and here's just one more sentence. No one questions that protecting patients and healthcare workers from contracting COVID is a laudable objective, but the court cannot in good faith allow CMS to enact an unprecedented mandate that lacks a rational connection between the facts found and the choice made. And if you read that and you think about it and listen to that over again, that is a devastating blow to the whole concept of not just forced vaccination, but these particular shots themselves. And this is a judge saying it, not, not us. Well, I'm gonna bring uh, to attention uh, to our audience and our viewers of somebody on Wall Street, very well known. And you think, well, you know, Wall Street, aren't they free, free market capitalists and, and uh, for personal liberty? Well, this one comes and the headline is on uh, Zero Hedge. Jim Cramer demands that uh, Biden impose military, military enforced vaccine mandates for all Americans. And um, that doesn't fit the, the scenario of people believing the people on Wall Street. I think most of our viewers, Daniel, already realize that there's a lot of people out there making a lot of money that aren't believers in the free market. Matter of fact, maybe the richer they get, the less respect they have for personal, personal liberty. But he wants to use the military force to do this. It has to be done before January 1st. Well, this, this is just uh, a little bit crazy, <clears throat> but uh, Jim's uh, program on uh, television is called Mad Money. 
well, I think this is mad vaccine uh, dictates right now is to do this. <clears throat> Fortunately, I don't think that's going to go through. And uh, I would have to assume that uh, I don't know what, what, what political party he stands for, but I don't think he was champion the cause of uh, moving it uh, slightly away from what we're talking about. So uh, I don't think this is significant, but it just shows you how people are all over the place on trying to understand this. So there's an understanding on picking stocks, and uh, I have no idea how successful he is, but uh, that's a little bit different than understanding what the principles of liberty really are. You know, it was an unhinged rant, and I watched. I watched it. First of all, he sounded he sounded like he was under the influence of something. I'm not sure what he has with his <laughs> lunch, but he certainly was slurring his words quite a bit. And he sort of the look in his eyes was that crazed look that you see of someone that has 12 masks on has taken 28 boosters. Uh, so clearly unhinged. But beyond the unhinged aspect of it, and you know, we can forgive the mental illness because this past year and a half has done a lot for promoting mental illness among people. But what he is suggesting is something so anti-American and so uh, beneath the, the, the dignity of the human being. He is suggesting that the military come around to your house, tie you down and force you to take a shot in your arm. And think about how radical it is that someone like this can even be in on a mainstream media outlet saying such unbelievably radical totalitarian things it shows how far we've sunk, Dr. Paul. Well, there, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, so it can get a little bit depressing at times, but if you put it in the, in context of what history is all about and what has happened, the back and forth of people who want more liberty and less liberty, the more I study ancient history, the more I've become aware that these thoughts that we're dealing with actually existed thousands of years ago. It must, it must have been born into the human race to deal with uh, the issue of violence and, uh, and the whole principle of looking for the truth of things. And that's what we're seeking here. And it seems like uh, to get more people to seek the truth, whether it's on monetary policy or spending or whatever, or uh, checking into uh, Russia Gate, uh, the closer the people are to Washington, the more political they are, the less, uh, the less, uh, the, the, the more difficult time they get closer to finding out where the truth comes from. But I think that's what's happening here, and it's a, a lot of nonsense. So I, I talk to myself when I say this because I never expected that tomorrow. We're going to have a magic wand and, you know, everything's going to be okay and we're all going to love freedom. But I also know that if we don't have the principles in our mind and we don't have a goal and that the principle doesn't exist of what liberty is all about and how important truth is, uh, you know, it can be a pretty, pretty uh, bad world to live in. And uh, I think there's uh, ups and downs. And right now, I think our program today sort of expressed that some ups and downs, you know, uh, the courts are moving in the right direction, doing the right things. At the same time, others in the midst of it all, they're just buckling down and doing more of the wrong things. But uh, that's just give us all encouragement. And I think sometimes these silly, ridiculous things they're doing, I just try to turn that around and say, 
people people may be waking up and i think that's what i did with these lockdowns uh, people people aren't for these lockdowns and when they're trying to be imposed at the state level that's why some of these court cases are being won uh, people's minds are being shifted and i think that is good to move in the direction of uh seeking out a voluntary society and for some of us to try to explain clearly that a society that depends on voluntarism isn't such a bad society it happens to become a society that's much more peaceful and much more prosperous. Well, that is definitely the case, Dr. Paul. And I guess the one final thing we wanted to bring up uh, just briefly, I guess, is that Europe is still insane uh, and it's still very depressing, despite the fact that people are standing up. Hundreds of thousands of people are demonstrated constantly in Europe. It hasn't had an effect that we can see as of yet. Uh, hopefully that will be the case. But in Greece, uh, I mean, you talk about discrimination, Dr. Paul, age discrimination, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think you've got the story on what they're doing over in Greece. Right. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're saying that the people over 60 will be treated differently. They will have to wear a mask or they can't travel. Really strong restrictions on them. And if they don't do it, uh, they're going to be fined $118 every month. Now, I understand that some people in this country, $118 is nothing to, to, to worry about. But they say that's a significant amount. It's a huge penalty. But the whole idea, the thing that struck me on, on this, Daniel, is the fact that all of a sudden I'm talking about universal type of liberty for all individuals, regardless of race, colored creed or age or whatever. And every life is, is precious. But here it says they arbitrarily picked out and say, well, if you uh, if you were born before 1960, you, uh, you, you have more liberty than the others. And we've had other examples of this where they they sort it out and they discriminate. So, you know, yes, some individuals do discriminate and uh, sometimes governments discriminate. And sometimes the people who pretend to be the uh, most, uh, def you know, uh, the best defenders of, of a fair society and no discrimination are the ones who do the most discrimination. So here it is, the the, the left wing, this happens to be in Greece, but there's so often the people who think that, uh, you know, it's only conservatives and libertarians who allow discrimination to occur. Well, you know, volunteerism isn't discrimination. It's a favorable uh, process where people get to agree that nothing really happens in society unless two sides agree to it. And that's a contract. And I've been fascinated by reading uh, Hammurabi and a few of the old codes. And they had this stuff in there. They had the principle of, of, uh, of no lying and fraud, the principle of contracts. So it's not new. It's just right now we have drifted from this and the contract. And to me, you know, uh, an imperfect contract is our constitution. Some people follow it better than others. But there's a lot of people who think it's a joke. You know, and there so often we find those in Washington. So it's it's one thing, but I think this whole principle here is rather silly to and, and dangerous because it reinforces the idea that liberty is to be divvied up, and it's being divvied up by government and by the ruthless authoritarians and by the people who gain power uh, through ruthless means. And the wealth that they have and the power they have in politics actually can be very, very detrimental and can be the worst people in discrimination. Yes. Yeah, so in Greece, you must take the shot, or you'll get, or they'll devastate your personal wealth. Uh, what a what a wonderful place, you know. Some of uh, someone even uh, commented. <clears throat> 
that this is how Greece is dealing with the fact that they have no money left to pay the pensions. This is a ruse to avoid paying pensions. I wouldn't put it past them. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out, Dr. Paul. I think we've exhausted our topics for today. And I'm just going to thank all of our viewers for watching the show and sticking with us. Uh, reminding you again that you can subscribe for free to updates from the Ron Paul Institute. Uh, and again, we never sell uh, or rent or loan your name out. Your, your information is private uh, just between us. I'll put a link in the description of how you can subscribe to updates. And trust me, we're not going to bombard you like some of them you get every day. Uh, we send you something maybe maybe once a week, uh, some, some thoughts on things that are happening, but we're not going to overwhelm you. So please subscribe and so we can keep in touch. Uh, new rules have come down uh, from uh, Google about what you can say and can't say. And of course, they're always more onerous. They're always more threatening. So we literally don't know what will happen from one day to the next uh, with this program. So that's just a good way for you to keep in touch if something happens to us. Dr. Paul, over to you. Very, very good. And I too want to thank our viewers for tuning in and explain a little bit that our program appearances is a little bit different. And we've had to improvise because of some technical problem. But I was determined that I did not want to just come on when everything just was perfect. And I try to reach out and get, send out a message on what's going on for several reasons. There's a few people who still would like to hear uh, what we're thinking at, at the Ron Paul Institute. And besides, uh, there's a bit of enjoyment for me to visit with uh, the individuals who care about this, dealing with people with who are like-minded. I've always been fascinated when we've had conferences and all, how well the people get along and have fun and associate well with like-minded people. So that's one reason why we will keep up, uh, uh, you know, uh, during the holidays and all way, we may be z using Zoom and, and, uh, and different, uh, different facilities, but uh, eventually uh, we hope to actually improve our studio and present our case uh, in a different type of atmosphere. But I do want to thank everybody for the support uh, that you have given us and uh, please come back soon to the Liberty Report.